Next on BYU Sports Nation, the greatest quarterback running back duo in BYU football history. The last man to quarterback a BYU team to a season-ending ranking. Riley Nelson joins the program. Hashtag grit. Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams featured in the latest college football watch list party. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. It's always game day on BYU Sports Nation, live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Thursday, July 16th. Wherever and however you are dialed in, great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with social media crisis counselor, Jerem Jordan. I just noticed we're wearing the same shirt. Not the same shirt. Not well, exactly the same shirt. Yes, but no, right? It's white and it has Nike and the stretch white. It's a nice shirt. It's my favorite shirt, I'll be honest. We're well, we're gonna play some golf this afternoon, that's so the that's key. the it's motive. Hot and we'll be outside. So the natural choice was a white polo. I'm also for the first time on this show not wearing pants. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Somebody's gonna cut that sentence off before you finish it mm-hmm. and vine it out. Oh hey HR, why are you calling me during yeah. the show? Yes, as the first. You made the yeah. right selection. Well, we had, it's I, I, tr- I try to. Okay, when I when I dress in the morning, I try not to wear a shirt that I think you might wear because we have a couple of the same shirts. You know, we get shirts. Yes, whatever. I have that exact shirt, but these yeah. are actually different. I know, but they don't look different. <laughs> I, they look different. I don't want to be for one. The Y on yours is way bigger than the Y on mine. I just don't want to be twinners on the show. You know. We're not twinners. We are today. We're both wearing white shirts. How are we not twinners? That's not twinners. Although it is a good uh, combination. QB <laughs> running back combination. <laughs> of course. More on that coming up. Which sets up what we're talking about today. But first, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We're on watch list. Watch. Taysom Hill, one of 24 quarterbacks on the Davey O'Brien watch list given to the nation's top QB. Which brings us to a very early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Four. Like I said that. Golf. BYU has four. BYU has four Davey O'Brien trophies. That's the most of any school in history. Jim McMahon. Of the world. Steve Young. Ty Detmer twice. Four Davey O'Brien trophies. Not bad. Also Jamal Williams on the... As one of my friends once called it, the Doak Walker Award list. It's doke. <laughs> list uh, given to the nation's top running back. BYU's Luke Staley won the award in 2001. And what a season that was. More on that coming up. The Doak. <laughs> Karis Louder, I love you. He did Cougar Quiz on True Blue, and he went around uh, and talked to people, and he said, who won the Doak Walker Award? Doak? NBA Summer League action continues. Tyler Hawes impressing with nine points, three rebounds yesterday for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tyler is now six for seven from three-point range after four games. That's roughly 85%. I do that Tuesday nights in Springville. What's the big deal? Brandon Davies is in action with the Spurs tonight, 630 Eastern against the Nets. Then your boys on the BYU Volleyball alumni train in action, Jerem. Holler! Team USA today against Brazil. And when I say today, literally one hour from now, FIVB World League uh, Finals in Rio. BYU, BYU, Team USA versus Brazil. BYU versus Brazil. I hope in the spirit of Shaq Walker, there's a, there's a Brazilian from the local ward there with a sign that says Taylor Sander. And they just hold it up <laughs> in the sand. holding the sign up. Taylor Sander. No emotion on the face. 
That's all. And it it's has to be the, a native. It's one of the best stories we've had on BYU Sports. It has to be ever. a native. FBSchedules.com ranks BYU-Missouri on November 14th at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City as the 11th best college football neutral site game this season. 11? My, my question was, there are 10 greater neutral site games than that? Surprising. The number one game is, to no one's surprise, Wisconsin-Alabama at AT&T Stadium That is in week Dallas. one! Week one. That is week one, people! Thank you, college football. The week one of this season is amazing, including BYU-Nebraska and Wisconsin-Alabama. Seriously, week one, it's, yeah. it is loaded. And that is the perfect way to get ready to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The dynamic duo, y'all. Williams on the toss. Has a seam. Touchdown. Hill takes off again. He's in. Batman and Robin. Han Solo and Chewbacca. (laughs) Sherlock Holmes (laughs) and Dr. Watson. Greatness in pairs, both in pop culture and in sports. Jack Nicholson, and Arnold Palmer. Pippen and Jordan. Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Kevin Duckworth and Jerome Kersey. It's a day to deliberate on duos and specifically within BYU football. This morning, as we mentioned, the preseason watch list for the Davey O'Brien Award given to college football's top quarterback every year, and the Doak Walker Award to the best running back in the country. Those hit the public eye. To nobody's surprise, two of BYU's stars, Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, were featured on those respective lists. That led to a very interesting discussion. Taysom and Jamal are quite the quarterback-running back duo, Jerem. One of the best ever at BYU. Maybe the best ever when all is said and done. What? So let the debate begin with our Twitter question. What's, what's the greatest QB running back, uh, QB RB combo in BYU history? Quarterback and running back, okay, in BYU history. At Tanner Lewis, 11. Max Hall and Harvey Unga. Don't call him Unga. Both have BYU records and both beat Utah. Interesting I like, observation. I like where you're going, Tanner. I like where you're going with that. There are a few Tanners that jump right to the top of the list. We just heard Max Hall and Harvey Unga. What about Luke Staley and Brandon Doman? <laughs> John Beck, Curtis Brown. Robbie Bosco, Lake Hemuli. Among others. I mean, there, there are a lot of combos that have been really, really effective, successful within BYU football at the quarterback and running back position. Okay, so we kind of had to start somewhere, though, like, We've got to eliminate some guys. So we look at benchmarks. Jeremy, we looked at 1,000-yard seasons for running backs and 3,000-yard passing seasons for quarterbacks. That certainly helps. Uh, 1996, Sarkeesian throws for 4,000-plus in 15 games. But you have two guys that rush for over 700. So 1,000 is nice. But there have been some great duos. Okay, my, my opinion is this, that the greatest duo is Brandon Dillman and Luke Staley in 2001. Statistically, no one compares. 5,000... 900 total yards between them, receiving, rushing, passing, all of that, all of that. An amazing season. Now, everyone knows what Luke Staley did, but if you don't, if you don't, let me just, uh, let me just spit this out real quick. 1582 rush, eight a carry, 24 rushing touchdowns in 11 games. 
11, not 13 or 14, in 11. He sat out the New Mexico game, and he broke his leg against Mississippi State and missed the last two games. BYU was 11-0 and with Staley and Doman together that season. They lose games late. Staley's not involved. They probably, I don't even know if they win the Hawaii game with Staley. Who cares? They were 11-0. and Doman passed for 3,500. 64% passer, 33 touchdowns, a total of 41. Those guys together were unbelievable that senior year. So good. My, my best QBRB combo. I think that your argument for an individual season, hands down, that's the most remarkable. I forgot something. Statistically. Oh, you forgot one? Why are you still yelling? BYU was the number one total offense and scoring offense that year. Amazing. As I said, the most outstanding individual season yelling. per statistics within BYU football. I don't and, know if and, you'll ever find a better and one. And the number one stat is 11-0 and together. And when you lead the offense, or lead the country in offense, and have the Doak Walker Award winner, and have a Heisman Trophy quarterback, it's tough to beat that individual season. And with that, we go to break. But we're talking about <laughs> the best quarterback running back duo ever, and that means over time, not just one season. No question, I'm going with Max Hall and Harvey Unga. They did it for three years. Not just one magical season. It was consistent dominance every one of those seasons. Max Hall, 3,500-plus passing yards. Harvey Unga, 1,000-plus rushing yards. But the number one reason this combo is the best in BYU history, look at the win-loss record. 32 wins, only seven losses in three seasons under Max Hall and Harvey Unga. Awesome. They win the consistency factor. No question Jerem's argument of Doman Staley, that's, that season was unreal. But in terms of consistent greatness over time, Max Hall, Harvey Unga, 32-7. and seven. They're winning basically 11 games a year. They're winning bowl games. They're beating good teams, signature wins. There has never been that kind of consistent success with a specific duo in BYU other than Max Hall and Harvey Unger. Yeah, it's rare. You don't get three seasons of the same quarterback, the same running back, and that continuity. Typically, you don't have a sophomore starting at BYU that just is lights out. Max Hall was fantastic his sophomore year. And then Harvey is a redshirt freshman. He plays in 06, but he gets a, re- he gets a medical or just a straight redshirt in that season. For, for Doman, he doesn't, he's a late bloomer. It's his senior year, but he goes 14-2 and two as a starter, right? And, and the thing with Doman that people forget is he was a good passer, 64%, 3,500. That's something that Taysom Hill hasn't done. Taysom Hill threw for 28-something and was a 54% passer in 2013, but he rushed for 1,300. That's the thing. He produced 4,200 yards of total offense, which is interesting with the Williams and Hill conversation in this because Jamal is probably going to end up the career rushing leader because he's been good over his four years. Unfortunately, he had an injury last year. Otherwise, he would be that much closer. And then Taysom Hill, the best runner in BYU history. By the way, I, I wish Taysom Hill showed up on the Doak Walker Award. He should. Watch list. That would be fantastic. He should. That would be fantastic because to me, he's BYU's best running back. <laughs> and 1B is Jamal Williams. They're both fantastic. We showed, when we were looking at statistics, we showed the 2009 season for Max and Harvey. Statistically, that was the lowest of the three years that they had. Isn't that interesting? 07 was the best. In 07, Max went for close to 3,900 yards. Harvey went for over 1,200, like 1,252 or something like that. Amazing. 
crazy. They were 11-2 and two that season. Again, they won a bowl game. They beat UCLA with the block by Ethan Manumaleuna uh, on the last play. So, they, again, and, this there, there are several arguments for all kinds of duos in BYU football. But for me, like when you look at win-loss records and consistency, that's why I went with with Max Hall and Harvey Unga. Use the hashtag BYUSN way in. I'm, I want to hear what our uh, yeah. BYU Sports Nation members have to say about this. Undervalued in this combo, by the way, John Walsh and Jamal Willis. Seriously. Well, John Walsh, generally speaking. Yeah, undervalued. You look at the numbers. Their numbers are right there with everybody else that we just discussed. In 94, they win 10 games. Oklahoma and Notre Dame have down years, but BYU wins those BYU games. BYU finishes ranked that season. 10-3, and three, and they win go. a bowl game by 25. I broke my collarbone that day, by the mm. way. December 30th, 1994. Well, I'm glad you're better now. That's the only bone I've ever broken. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Back to the Twitter question. It's Twitter time. At DA Holmes says, Steve Sarkeesian and tandem duo of Ronnie Jenkins and Brian McKenzie. That offense was scary. We talked about this. We kind of eliminated them because there were two running backs and it had to be two guys. But the Jenkins-McKenzie combo combined for like 1,700 rushing yards, and Sarkeesian threw for over 4,096. So, yes, if you could combine McKenzie and Jenkins into one running back, that might be the best ever. Because if McKenzie was the only running back on that team, he runs for 1,300. Absolutely. Absolutely. And against Utah 96, I watched that game from the student section in Salt Lake at Rice-Eccles, Rice Stadium at the time. Uh, they both rush for 150-plus in a game where, where BYU just runs the ball down Utah's throat and wins. I loved that season. You talk about an individual collection of talent across the board. My goodness. You didn't have a stud wide receiver. You just had a bunch of really good ones. Cahoon, Kealui, McGuire. Two but your tight ends were amazing. The best tight end duo in BYU history. I mean, you had better individuals probably. But it's cl- How but about it's, some Thursday wow. trivia? Jerem just referenced the 96 Utah game. How many yards did Steve Sarkeesian pass for in that BYU-Utah game in 1996? I'm not going to answer. Use the hashtag BYUS and send at, it in. At Laser Sheep. You dorks just left Frodo and Samwise off the list. <laughs> Are you offended, Jerem? No, because we're talking about BYU football. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the last guy to quarterback a BYU team to a ranked finish. Riley Nelson makes his debut. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right this minute on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. If you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation, don't fret. The show's on demand. You can download our podcast on iTunes or the, I, or the TuneIn app, or you can watch it on BYUSN.com. Our Twitter question today, what is the greatest quarterback-running back combo in BYU football history at UCLA grad 90, Nicole Williams, the mother. What's up, Nicole? Oh, Jay Swag Daddy says, Taters and Jay Swag Daddy will top the season of Doman and Luke. Wow. Whoa. Okay, let's, okay, 5,900 yards of total offense. So if Taysom, let's say Taysom Hill ups his 2013 game to 4,500. 40, he goes 300 more yards. Okay. Probably through the air, right? Okay. Three, Possible, certainly. Okay. So 4,500. That means Jamal would need to run for 1,400. Well, he can catch. That's true. Oh, that's There's true. Receiving okay. yards, too. So let's too. say 11 or 1,200, two or 300. Oh, I, I can it, see a situation it, where that could happen. Who knows? It'd be quite She's the season. She's calling it out. She's calling it. 
Joining BYU Sports Nation, in fact, making his long-anticipated BYUSN debut. As I mentioned, the last man to quarterback a BYU team that finished the season ranked, Riley Nelson. Riley, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me on, fellas. We talked at Media Day. You asked me a very fair question, which was, why don't we have any offensive analysts on BYU Sports Nation? So here we are, Besides Riley. Besides fella. Are you ready to restore order to what has been dominated by defense? Yes, I am. And you're right. You're right to mention Blaine. I know Blaine's been on there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I know you guys were in serious negotiations to uh, lure Steve Young away from ESPN. And once those fell through, I figured, hey, I might not be a good enough substitute, but at least I can fill some airtime. What do you bring to the table that's better than, say, Brian Keel, David Nixon, and Brian Logan? Uh, those guys, uh, are, you know, being on the defensive end of this, uh, it's see ball, run ball, tackle ball. <laughs> There's, it's, it's much more of a dance. There's elegance and rhythm and, and so much more to offer, uh, you know, uh, from the offensive perspective. So, so I will say, uh, you know, not to offend those guys, but let's be honest, it's the truth. It's some class and elegance and maybe some intelligence to the, to the program. They're offended easily, so it will be fun to see what the aftermath <laughs> I know. is. Uh, and I see, those, I see those guys on a regular basis, so... Uh, uh, you know, I think I can still outrun them. The, the good thing about that is as I'm getting older, they're getting older too. So, uh, you know, I can keep those few yards ahead of them. They won't catch me. Riley Nelson making some compelling arguments right now on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, I know you, ha- you saw those guys at Media Day and a number of other guys that came back for four decades of dominance. How was that experience for you in Studio A? Media Day was an absolute great experience. It was good to, you know, see all those guys. You got to I got to meet a lot of them over the course of my career, kind of on an individual basis as they'd come back and come to games or they'd drop in in the summer. But that was the first time that there had been a collection all in one spot. So it was great to see all those old alumni who, you know, had been uh, so good and kind to mentor me during my playing career. And now that we're all kind of, all of our careers are over and, and alumni to be able to talk and share in those memories and all be in one place. And then it was good to see coach. And then probably the, the funnest thing for me was I hadn't seen, I, I ran into a few of the guys uh, in the winter. I was down there at BYU and, and was able to talk to some of the guys, but to be able to talk to the current players, see how summer was going, get a feel for, you know, where, where they felt like they were at, what, what, uh, you know, where they can improve going into camp. Cause you really want to ramp up and be at your best going into camp. A lot of guys want to, you know, it's been a long, hard summer, a lot of conditioning and lifting, but, uh, that being said, talking with those guys, all their minds were right. And, uh, I'm, I'm jazzed up and excited for the season. Let's ask you our Twitter question. What's the greatest quarterback running back combo in BYU history? All right. So, I knew I was going to be on the show today, and uh, I follow you guys on Twitter, so I came prepared with this, all right? <laughs> a lot of these guys are my friends, and so I'm not going to give you a ranking, but I will give you categorized my categorized opinion, all right? Okay. All right, so here we go. So the Way best to sidestep se- the rush. <laughs> exactly. Pretty good at that. Ducking under. But uh, best single season, Doman and Staley, by far. You look at just the sheer production and, and, uh, and, and then just entertainment value, right? I'd probably say the best championship um, duo was Hamuli and Bosco, okay. of course, the national championship. And then and this is a tough one for me. But the best career duo between Hall and Unga and Brown and Beck. People say that, you know, well, Hall, Hall ended up with most wins, most touchdown passes. Harvey was the 
the career rushing holder, but Curtis was before. I, I mean, I feel like Hall and Ungo were version 2.0 of Brown and Beck. So where do you give it? Do you give it to the current leaders, you know, on the on the career standings, or do you give it to the the Trailblazers, you know, that came right before them? So. So that's kind of my list right there. I don't know. How does that stack up against your guys's? It's interesting because I, I, we, we decided uh, we didn't specify like you did, um, but I said Doman Staley, and then uh, Spencer said Unga and Hall. Now here's the thing, Riley, about Curtis Brown and John Beck. They were the, they were the tandem to bring BYU back into the winning kind of atmosphere, and so that plays into their argument as well. And I love that 2.0. I think you're spot on on them. Well, well, no question. Let's think about it. Had, you know, the early part of, I mean, when Max and Harvey stepped in, Coach kind of had the program, Coach Menhall kind of had the program humming. You think if if Curtis and John would have been in that similar situation, their career numbers probably would have ended up around Max's and Harvey's, if not maybe have surpassed them. So it, it's it's a hard balancing act. That's why I'm not going to put it, I'm not going to put my foot down. I just appreciate both those duos for, you know, the great time they had at BYU. And most of the time, you can look at a good quarterback running back duo, and it's BYU, so they, they've had great tight ends, but you can point at a good tight end that maybe blocks well and creates opportunities on the edges for running backs and quarterbacks to have success. Uh, I, I look at the 96 team, obviously Lewis and uh, Mealy. I look at the Doman Staley uh, Doug team. Doug Jolly. Doug Jolly. I look at uh, Johnny Harleen and Dennis Pitta. There's something to that, having a good tight end, to helping the quarterback out and helping the running back out, right? Oh, no question. You, I mean, those were great teams, and, and you can see why they were great teams, because they had different play, They had uh, exceptional players at all those positions, all of which filled a role, you know. The running backs were able to get you that third and short, or, or you know, were able to get you those critical third down conversions. Those tight ends were able to take advantage of the, the zones on the outside. And then a few of them, you know, had outside threats. I, I don't know much about um, the 96 team, what weapons they had on the outside, but you look at John had Todd Watkins there his junior year um, and then you know McKay kind of filled that role uh, that deep threat a little bit his senior year of course Max had Austin so um, yeah I mean there was a reason that those teams all won 10 11 12 you know in 96 case 14 games. Riley you mentioned talking to some of the guys that are now approaching what is a gauntlet of a schedule in 2015 particularly in September they are led by quite the duo and Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams where do those guys stack up, or well, where will they stack up when all is said and done against some of the greatest duos in history? I labeled those guys um, the most exciting potential <laughs> duo. So, uh, you know, my dad used to have a T-shirt that said, the older I get, the better I was. <laughs> 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 so because Taysom and Jamal are so fresh, and, I mean, we have these historic – when we think of those, that, you know, that Staley against Utah, Doman, you know, pitching it like two yards from the sideline and Staley tiptoeing the sideline for 60 yards for the go-ahead. Like, that's entered BYU lore. Taysom and Jamal are too fresh. I mean, Taysom, of course, you have the hurdle, and you've got some other plays uh, from Jamal that are kind of in the beginnings of that. But I'm not going to put anything past them. You know, I agree with with Jamal's mama that, uh, you know, they have definitely have the potential and they have it in them. Needless to say, uh, it's always nice to be excited about the upcoming season. I'm very excited and uh, am anxious to see what product they put out on the field this year. 2012, you have a you have freshman Taysom Hill off of a mission. He comes in, Wildcats a little bit, starts a couple games when you were hurt. Then you look at Jamal Williams, 
emerged for an injured Michael Elisa for the most rushing yards for freshman BYU history. How have those guys grown since you played with them in 2012? You know, um, I'd say, well, Jamal has grown physically. You know, Jamal was a young high school kid. He was 17. He, I think he turned 17, like, on campus. Like, he wasn't even – he was closer to 17 than he was to 18 when he was out there playing as a freshman. Uh, Taysom has just, to me, just – shaken off that mission rust he's become a a a wily veteran you know he's become a guy who's seen it all he had it all it takes him except for some fine tuning you know in, in his passing game and things like that but everything you're seeing today uh we saw in somewhat of a little bit more raw form back in 2012 and that was because the guy was you know six seven months off his mission but uh, Taysom, I think, is biggest. He's grown in leadership, and and he's embraced that role as as the quarterback for BYU. And then Jamal has grown physically, and then also just in his ability to produce yards um, in in those tough situations. You know, for me, the mark of a great running back is the whole stadium know it's third and three. The whole stadium knows you're turning hand of the ball off to a guy, and he can still get it. And uh, I think Jamal's been able to show that. And I wish for both of them. Um, you know, you mentioned 2012. I had an experience with some injury. So my biggest hope, there's one thing I want to see out of this season, and that that's that both those guys get the chance to finish out the season the way they should, and that's healthy. And, and you know, the wins and losses will fall where they may. Former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson on BYU Sports Nation making his debut on the show. Riley, let's talk about realistic expectations for BYU football in terms of wins and losses this year. I know as a former player, and it's hard to kind of – differentiate between, well, I believe that we can win every game, and then you have to put on the analyst mode. But let's, let's get you to try and go the analyst mode. Wins, losses, where do you see BYU in 2015? You know, it is, it is so hard. And I am wholeheartedly, with every fiber of my soul, against preseason rankings. <laughs> because they mean nothing, and they are so erroneous. I think, I think Sporting News did an analysis over the last 10 years They've hit on like seven percent, uh, <laughs> so they have like a seven percent success rate with preseason polls. So uh, it, it's hard to say. Um, but that being said, my expectations for this team: first of all, I, I don't look at any game on the schedule and think that's going to be an uphill battle. I think you know I, I look at games and there's like swing games. We definitely have some formidable opponents, a lot of those being on the road. But I don't see any of those programs, like for example, if we were walking into the horseshoe in week four against Ohio State, that might be one where I'm like, okay, that's I wouldn't put money down on that, but every game on the schedule this year, you look at the state of these programs, yeah, we're going to be at Michigan, yeah, we're going to be at Nebraska, yeah, we're going to be at UCLA, you know, hosting Boise State and all those things, but there's a lot of question marks around those programs. In fact, I'd bet, I'd say, you know, I'd argue that Boise State's probably, of those first four, is the most formidable team coming back as far as identity and knowing what they have. But, you know, I, I do not think a 10-win season is, is out of the question. That's kind of, I don't want to say ex- expecting because, you know, as alumni, I want the best for my alma mater and I want to see these guys who are my friends and ex-teammates um, win every game. But I do not think a 10-win season is out of the question. Has the word grit followed you post-BYU since it became synonymous with your name? Thank you, Bronco Mendenhall. (laughs) 
Hey, man, I'll, I'll take it. That's not a bad thing to be known for. I know uh, some people out there in the Twitter sphere have kind of made that, tried to turn it into a joke and and uh, and almost a negative thing. But man, I'll take it. If that's one. Th- if I'm known for being a guy who you know put it out there for the team, but has it followed me? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I'll say you know my my current boss brought it up in my in my interview when I you know I interviewed for my job here, and <laughs> it, it's it's something that people in the business world, especially you know I'm in sales right now, and you take a lot of no's and you got to kind of take your lumps and beatings and and just kind of continue on. And to me, that's kind of what grit means a little bit. So it has. I, I don't hear it as much. I think Coach Menahal liked that term a lot more than uh, people outside of him do. <laughs> but uh, but hey, man, I'll take it. Now, listen, when there is a movie called True Grit with John Wayne in it, you should definitely feel good about the word grit. Yeah, right? I, 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 exactly. I, uh, yeah, there's no negative. John Wayne was – and then, you know, the, the remake wasn't as good, but that wasn't a bad movie either. Jeff so. Bridges, not bad. Yep. Riley, great to talk to you, man. Uh, let's do this again soon, huh? Okay, thanks so much for having me on, guys. And yeah, we'll be on. Uh, we'll try and make this a regular thing. I'll, I'll give uh, Blaine some support on the uh, offensive <laughs> side. Very good, Riley Nelson, ladies and gentlemen, on BYU Sports Nation. Great stuff. Uh, some insight into what it's like to uh, watch your former teammates and and friends go out there and battle. I thought he was really insightful. He's, he was honest. He's the bridge from Max Hall to Taysom Hill. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a two-time Doak Walker Award watch lister is on the show. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Get your BYU Sports Nation swag, people. Go to BYUstore.com, search BYU Sports Nation, or Blue Goggles. You can get your own pair, like Spencer has. Or a BYU Sports Nation uh, shirt. Get it. Become an elite member of BYU Sports Nation. With Jerem's Blue Goggles on, let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Championship! College football watch list party. Taysom Hill named to the Davey O'Brien Award watch list, given to the nation's best quarterback, Jamal Williams, on the Doak Walker Award watch list for the nation's best running back. NBA Summer League. Nothing else is going on, so sometimes we watch this stuff. Tyler Haas, nine points, three boards yesterday for the Cavs. Brandon Davies in action with the Spurs tonight, 6.30 Eastern against the Nets. Taylor Sander and Russell Holmes in action today with Team USA Volleyball in FIBA World League play. They face Brazil. At 105 nice Eastern, <laughs> whatever, dude, whatever. I can say I can say closer than you can say Korean. Korean. Congratulations. <laughs> well, yeah, nice try. You didn't even try. At least I tried. That game starts in like 30 minutes, by the way. Uh, and FP schedules ranks BYU and Missouri at Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City, the 11th best college football neutral site game. I in can't believe there are 10 better neutral site college football games than BYU Missouri at Arrowhead. Really? You there are what? 10 better? You know what? Maybe coming up, we'll look at the top 10 and see if BYU-Missouri needs to be in the top 10. Well, that stews in your mind. We welcome in our second guest today, this time in Studio B, one of our co-hosts, whenever us, one of us are on vacation, Michael Elisa, two-time Doak Walker Award watch lister. Yeah. Back Two on times. BYU Sports <laughs> Two times, baby. Yep. <laughs> when you're named to a preseason award watch list, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Honestly? Uh, because... It doesn't mean anything, really. It doesn't mean much. I mean, well, and you have to tell yourself this as a player, so you don't get a big. <laughs> but when you first hear it, you're like, "Hey, I'm a pretty big deal." <laughs> you gotta, you gotta think you're pretty cool for a little second, and then, uh, and then you start to think, "Well, what if I actually do win? What if I actually do have a crazy good season this year?" So, 
it's fun. It's fun, and, and you get you got to live it up a little bit and, and use it to motivate yourself. But at the end of the day, you got to remember, you know, it doesn't mean anything. You still got to go out there and do what you got to do. And no surprises with Jamal Williams being on the Doak Walker, Taysom Hill, and the Davey O'Brien. So we've been talking about, okay, what are the, what's the best QB running back combo in BYU history? What are your thoughts about this? You mean besides Riley Nelson and Michael Elisa? C- correct. Besides okay. that. So that after Riley I was listening in when Riley was on. I was like, come on, man. Give us a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. anyway, seriously, though, when, when, I, when I heard this question, I was like, okay, well, my, my mind immediately went to, Okay, now who was McMahon's running back? Who was Steve Young's running back? Who was Ty Detmer's running back? And they had good running backs, but they weren't the type of running backs that we see in Staley, Harvey Unga, and, uh, and Curtis Brown, and Jamal Williams. Um, my – gosh, it's so tough. My, my, my person – obviously, Luke, Staley, and, and Doman my had man. crazy numbers, but, but hear me out. Hey, no buts. Don't, give me a, don't with, fist with, bump him yet. No, no, listen. With, with, Let me answer. With Max Hall and Harvey Unga, <laughs> you can't say Max Hall and Harvey Unga without including Manasseh Tonga and Fui Vakapuna because we all know that they ran by committee. So I'm going to break the rules a little bit. I'm going to say the best running back quarterback combo was Manasseh, Fui, Harvey, and Max. This is chaos. We can't have this. We've just been picking one and one, man. <laughs> we can't throw a fullback. I don't know who the fullback was in I'll 84. Allow I'll allow it because you're going with me, essentially. <laughs> Max Hall and Harvey Unga. Okay, but then you add those two players, and you can't argue with that. So can I add when two you, players when you now to mine? Add two players to yours. Who, who I'm going to add. I'm going to add Reno Mahe, a 1,200-yard season. Okay. Are oh, you talking just running back only? He can't add a Fine, receiver. I'm going to add my rugby homeboy look, Ned look. Stearns to the 01 <laughs> crew. Of look, if the question Staley. is the best quarterback running back combo, yes, you're one not, guy and one guy. I didn't. I wasn't told those rules. I was said running back quarterback combo, Bad. and then if you so if you say that, it's it's clearly Fui, Harvey, Manasseh, and Max. Jerem has pinnacled out on the decibel meter <laughs> more than a few times today. Ned Stern's story. So I'm walking up the stairs as a teenager. The team's running the steps. Okay, the, yeah, uh, yeah. We did that. The, the yeah, Richards I, I remember steps, that very well. Right? Good so time. I see Ned Stern's, and in my teenage angst, I get all excited, like, oh, he's on the football team. Like, cool. And I go, hey, hey, Ned. Like Kermit the Frog <laughs> or something. And my friend's like, what was that? Hey, Ned. Hey, Ned. <laughs> Ned Some Stern. things don't change. Ned Stern. Yeah. Hey, 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 and hey, and, uh, and he probably was changes? breathing way too hard to even respond. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hi there. You so, started out as a linebacker, Michael. You, you started and ended as a linebacker at BYU and then had the two running back seasons in between. But when you had to defend, and maybe I don't know how much you did in practice against Max Hall and Harvey Unga in that offense. If you did, what was that like? Well, okay, can I tell you a really funny story about Max really quick? Uh, yeah. I blitzed, freshman, I'm all excited, I'm amped up, had a great get-off, sacked him. The blew the whistle, young freshman, young buck, showing up, showing up Max Hall, you know, big deal. Oh, eight. So I'm walking back to the huddle like I'm hot stuff, and I just feel this ball just drill me in the back of the head. I look back, and it's Max Hall, and I was like, ooh, I just went red, dude, like, I, like a bull just saw red. I started, like, running towards him, and, and Barry Lamb, Coach Lamb, the outside linebacker coach, jumps from me, like, not that guy. You, do not wanna, you don't want to hurt our starting quarterback in fall camp. Don't get in a fight with him. So that was my first experience with Max Hall. Now, that being said, that being said, defending Max and Harvey was the worst. They were so talented. Harvey was – he, just, he, was just, he was deceptive. He's so big. You don't know if he's going to just truck you and lay you flat on the grass or, or juke you out of your shoes. So I, I hated going one-on-one with Harvey. When, I, when I'd be caught outside there and 
I, I remember just thinking, like, please don't look too dumb for film later today. I don't want to embarrass myself. But Har- Harvey was just such a good athlete. and so fun because he was also very humble in, in the locker room. And, uh, he, you know, he would make you look like an idiot in practice. And then he would, you know, pat your back and be like, hey, keep, keep it up, bud. You're doing great. <laughs> you know? Demean- positive demeanor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how many tackles you had in 2008? I just looked this up. I don't. I you, don't. You want to guess? Uh, just guess. Like five. 11. Oh, okay. There we go. My lucky yeah. number. 11. Good. You know how many Good. Spencer Hadley had? How many? 13. <sighs> He's in the league. Who's a statistician, man? You sure they didn't give me, like, I don't know. I must have been missing something. Yeah, yeah, that's a great story about Max. I love that. That's Michael Elisa with us on BYU Sports Nation back in Studio B. Okay, don't go crazy with this next question. On the topic of quarterbacks and running backs, we've talked about Taysom and Jamal, and we've discussed the potential that they have. Maybe they're, maybe they're the leaders after this season. We don't know what's going to happen. But what are your realistic expectations for those two guys in 2015? Ooh, uh, so man, I don't, I don't know if I want to get too much in the, what, what I hope to see from them, what, what my goals would be for them is to see Taysom throw more and Jamal run more. Uh, I want to see, I want to see more volume for each. I, I want to see Jamal have more rushing yards than Taysom at the end of every game. And I, I want to see Taysom utilizing Jamal out of the backfield. I want to see more, more swing routes from Jamal, more option routes. And I want to see the running back just like – I mean, that, that's what Harvey and Max had going so well for them was Max really utilized Harvey Unga out of the backfield. And that's where tons of his receiving yards came from was his, his little option route. You know, he'd run right off the tackle, put a move on the linebacker. Curtis Brown was the first one when they started utilizing that route, the option route. And that was – no one knew how to defend that. And now, that's an old 80s BYU thing. I yeah, think, the, right? the little running back option route out of the backfield. And that was our, our bread and butter, our staple with Curtis and, and Harvey. So I want to see more of that with Jamal and, and Taysom. Harvey Unga had almost 1,100 receiving yards in his career. That's big time. That, re- that really is. So he had yeah. almost 5,000 total yards as a running back between receiving and rushing. I want to say Harvey Unga was the uh, – uh, BYU career all-purpose yards leader before Cody Hoffman broke it in 2013. Interesting. And last year, Michael, I think that I think that it was working offensively. Taysom Hill was a 67% passer. He was running for about 90 a game. He was throwing for, I think, 200 something. And then Jamal threw the. He missed the UConn game, but the next three he was averaging 99 a game. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see more 2014 BYU offense or 13? 13 was pretty good offensively. Run heavy, but really but 14 good. was more efficient. I, 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 think, I don't think either of those. I think we're going to go way what – I'm, what I'm hoping for, I mean, because I, I don't know what's going to happen, but what I'm hoping for is that we don't see either 13 or 14. I hope that 15 is – Taysom is super pass heavy and that we're giving Jamal the rock as much as possible. And then, of course, Algie Brown and those other guys behind him. But I, I, I want to see running backs just like the running backs of old. I want to see more – you know, that, that Luke Staley where he's getting tons of carries and just racking up the yards. Now, now why would you want to go away from Taysom Hill's greatest attribute? Uh, number one, keep him healthy. That, that's it. And, and because nothing against Taysom. I mean, obviously, Taysom will win us games if we let him run wild. He's going to get a ton of yards, and he's going to shine, and uh, you know, he'll, he'll help his Heisman race, and he's going to win us a lot of points. But if we want to have a great season – Jamal, Jamal and Algie have to share the load with running the ball. Taysom needs to stay in the pocket and throw the, throw the ball out, dish it around. Before we go, we would be remiss not to do this. September 5th is not that far away, Michael Elisa. Hit it! Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 15 
days. I thought you were going to join us. I don't know. What the heck, man? Oh. We made a check at the line. Hot route. I thought you saw. Uh, no, I didn't see the audible. You were checking out some girl in the stands. <laughs> what the heck? I was paying attention to practice that day, coach. I was tired. I had a, I'm going to throw I, this in the back of your head, dude. Oh, speaking of which, it's the worst when you mess up on a play. I just wanted to throw that out there. When you mess up on a play, it is like, oh, I can't imagine a worse thing in life. Been forgetting your responsibility. Oh man, okay. Michael Elisa, bringing great lessons of life to BYU Sports Nation. You Don't. better get a running start, dude. I got this ball right here, warming it up like the Play Sixty oh, kid, dude. Man. Oh, Max support of the Cougar Club. All of BYU student athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Welcome to the club. More BYU Sports Nation next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you're just joining us and you missed the Riley Nelson and Michael Elisa interviews, you need to check these out. Go to youtube.com slash Sports. We'll put those up as soon as we can during or after the show. You should also follow at BYU Sports Station on Twitter. We send out what's called Insta Clips. It's a little, little sound bites, little moments from the show. Uh, check that out. So YouTube.com slash Sports. You need to hear Riley Nelson's predictions for the 2015 season, not to mention his best quarterback-running back duo. And Michael Elisa's story about Max Hall. Uh, Going after him in practice. We'll pegging, leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call the tease. We're not going to tell you. <laughs> so good. It's good I, stuff. I have another, Love me some Michael Elisa, dude. I have another story for you. Yeah. So last night with my family at this food truck extravaganza. Oh, they're the best. In Utah County. Oh, love them. And yeah, tons of good food. Sit down at a table to eat and uh, a fan of BYU Sports Nation says, "Hey Spencer, how you doing?" A member? Yeah, one of our one of our uh, beloved members of BYU Sports Nation. I said, "Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing?" Shook his hand, met the family, and he said kind of tongue in cheek. He said, "Hey, just so you know, um I'm in favor of Dennis Pitta taking over for Jeremy. Oh, my gosh. So I said, I'm going to text Dennis right now and tell him you said that. So I texted Dennis, and he responded with, ha, 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 it's gaining momentum. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. Hashtag save Jeremy. One guy at the food truck is not momentum. (laughs) Can't stop this momentum. It was really funny. In all honesty, he's a big big fan of yours. I know. The the beloved member of the Sports. Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we need the sign. Listen, speaking of signs, we needed someone in the stands of BYU Sports Nation holding up a Save Jerem sign. I heard about that. Save Jerem. Listen, if I'm scared, I would buy a dog. I don't own a dog. You would buy that's that's the one thing you would do if you were scared of something. You would buy a dog. If you're scared, buy a dog, bro. Not something a little more powerful than a dog. Want to buy a gun? Are we going to talk gun control on BYU Sports Nation? This isn't the place. It's, it's not the Sean Hannity it's show. Your legal Rush right. Limbaugh. It's your legal right. Colbert Report. Okay, in listen. The past? I have an issue with something that we discussed earlier. I thought not we were gun talking control. neutral side games. Not gun control. We what? are. What? It is the neutral side game well, conversation. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I want to sick some dogs on the guys who ever put this list together. BYU and Missouri and Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, the the eleventh best. Neutral site game in 2015. There are 10 better games than BYU-Mizzou in Arrowhead? Let's do this, Leroy Jenkins. Okay, FB schedules. Put this out. Number 11, BYU-Missouri. Neutral site, okay? Number one, Wisconsin, Alabama. Okay, no argument there. Amazing. In Arlington, okay? Number one, Auburn-Louisville in the Georgia Dome. That's week one as well. 
That's a good one. How is Auburn Louisville better than like Oklahoma, Texas? Well, let's keep going. Okay. Okay. That one's good. Top 10 for sure. Florida, Georgia, the world's largest cocktail party, right? In Jacksonville. Always good. Uh, Tradition. Oklahoma, Texas, Cotton Bowl. Tradition. Yeah. 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 Yes. Love it. Even though Texas is down. Oklahoma's not down, people. 10 wins, not down. So how is Auburn Louisville over both of those? I don't don't get it. I don't know. Army, Navy. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Top five for sure. A&M, Texas A&M, Arizona State, uh, in Houston. No, 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 no. What? Arizona State, ranked team, nope. 10 wins, 8-win A&M team. Going to be good this year again. I, I think, think BYU-Missouri so? is just as good as that game. Just as good as, I think that game is, is, BYU way, is, is too high. BYU as good as A&M? A&M, no, Arizona State's too high. They should wins. not be number six. Keep going. Okay, okay. But is it, just, is BYU-Missouri better than any of these? No, not yet. Arkansas, Texas A&M. Now, Arkansas is a team on the rise. I think, I think people expect Arkansas than, to be that good. That one's better than Arizona State A&M. That's, that's in uh, Arlington. Jersey. Okay, better site too. South Carolina, North Carolina, and Charlotte. Now, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that one. South Carolina's... I'm selling South Carolina stuff. I'm selling North Carolina no, North like Carolina. 10 years ago. Okay, BYU-Missouri to me is better than that one. Yes. That's number eight. That's my point. Okay, number nine. Baylor, Texas Tech. In Arlington. Boo. How many neutral sites does Arlington have? Does, is every Dallas Cowboy road game a, a neutral site college football game in I there now? I love Baylor, but Tex- like, why is Texas Tech? I know. Texas Tech? No. No. BYU-Missouri should Baylor's, be at least number nine on this Baylor's list, the according top. to what we've read. Yeah. Maybe number eight. Okay. Boston College, Notre Dame at Fenway. No. Boston College, no. Fen- the no. venue, okay, the venue but, is but amazing. Fenway is awesome. I was there like six weeks ago. It was unbelievable. I love it. A football game at Fenway. That's that, pretty cool. That's amazing. Okay, then then BYU, Missouri. Okay, so I have serious issues with North Carolina, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. BC, Notre Dame. I, and Baylor, just because and it's Fenway? Baylor, Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, I think BYU, BYU, Missouri should be number nine. They should be in the top ten. Yeah. Eight or nine. Come on. But it's ahead of Northwestern Illinois at Soldier Field, Maryland, Penn State in Baltimore. As they should Colorado, be. Colorado State in Denver. Which has been dominated by the Rams over the past decade. Den- Tennessee and Bowling Green in Nashville made this list. Really? That's the 15th best neutral side <laughs> game? That game stinks. Grade A baloney. Bowling Green? Who the heck cares about Bowling Urban Green? Meyer. Urban Meyer does. That's who cares about Bowling Ten Green. Ten years ago, Maybe. It was the start of his epic career. Bowling Green. Bowling. <laughs> Dennis Bowling Pitta Green can have Bowling is Green. It, Bowling Green is in Kentucky, isn't it? Right? Is he Kentucky? Who knows I don't this? Know. Who we'll knows? Dennis Pitta, Dennis Pitta doesn't even know this. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Much to say, little time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Taysom Hills named to the Davey O'Brien watch list today, given to the nation's most elite quarterback. Jamal Williams named to the Doak Walker watch list as well, given to the nation's top running back. FB Schedules produced a top 15 neutral side games this season. BYU and Missouri and Kansas City, number 11. And NFL.com's greatest plays bracket update. McMahon's Hail Mary versus the play. McMahon's Hail Mary is leading. Cougars in the association. Tyler Haas continued his play in the NBA Summer League last night. Missed his first three-pointer of the season, making him six of seven from deep over the summer. Like like I said, he made one. He had nine points, three rebounds, one assist, over 20 minutes of playing time, and a loss to the Bulls. Brandon Davies and the Spurs play the Nets tonight, 6.30 Eastern. 
live streaming online. Jen Hampson, not to be forgotten, grabbed a rebound in one minute of play as the L.A. Sparks lost to the Seattle Storm. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander, Russell Holmes, and the rest of Team USA played Brazil in the World League Finals in 10 minutes. We just tweeted out the link uh, to watch it on YouTube. Soccer. After taking a 2-0 lead against the Real Monarchs, BYU men's soccer dropped another game. They lost 3-2. They finished their season one win, eight losses, and five ties. Baseball. Jacob Brugman went one for three with the run last night for the Midland Rockhounds to help secure a 6-4 win against the San Antonio Missions. Future guest, Brian Keel, on the golf course this morning, but he'll be in Studio B tomorrow morning for another Fast Friday. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Riley Nelson. I thought he was really, really informed and well-prepared to discuss some questions that we had brought to the table today, and uh, his reasoning was good. Yeah, he was good. It was a, it was a gritty interview. His most I love compa- it. <laughs> his most, no, compelling I, I really argu- his most compelling argument, however, was that there needs to be more offense on the BYU TV Sports football analyst. He uh, makes a good set. point. We kind of stack it. I mean, Bl- Blaine Fowler's our one offensive rep, and then we have David Nixon, linebacker, Brian... Keel, linebacker, Brian Logan, cornerback. Uh, so I, he makes a really valid point. Hey, geography update for you. Bowling Green is in Ohio. There is a Bowling Green, Kentucky as well. But Bowling Green <laughs> is in Ohio. Hey, I, I care, okay? I care. Now, I, I, here's a memo to Tom Hummel. BYU should schedule Bowling Green now. Another MAC team. Northern Illinois, Toledo. They're in the mix. Beat You're the playing those teams. fighting former Urbans of Bowling Green. What's Bowling Green's mascot? I know the answer to this. I'll let you look it up, though. What is Just the greatest quarterback-running back combo in BYU history? I'll answer it at the end of the show. Okay. That is our Twitter question. Back to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At AA14DK. Hard to argue with Hall Unga results in the win-loss column, 32-7, and seven, as well as the record books. Well, I have that as well in my argument, but it's just for one season, 11-0. and 0. You don't always get the privilege of playing multiple seasons. You don't control that, per se. Is it, Dome, uh, is it uh, Staley's fault that Doman wasn't his quarterback? You know what I mean? 11-0 and 0 together, 5,900 yards of total offense. That was the most of any combo in BYU history. At Shad M. Comber, Brandon Doman, Luke stated, Luke was just that good. That year was so fun. Thanks to Riley Nelson, Mike Willis, and everyone on our crew. Conversation continues on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. Elite tweet of the day from at UCLA Grab 90. Taters and Jay Swag Daddy will top the season of Doman and Luke. Show on demand on BYUSN.com. Shout out to Kip Nielsen. It's the boy.